Relay FM. This is Upgrade, episode 269. Today's show is brought to you by Linode, Kensington, and Tax Expander from Smile. My name is Mike Hurley, and I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by Mr. Jason Snell. Hi, Jason Snell. Hi, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm fine and dandy, my friend. How are you? Um, mm, I'm fine. We're going to talk about the weather in Snell Talk this week because Jason's <laughs> been dealing with quite a situation, and which is why we're recording a day later than usual. Uh, people will usually think that we have something exciting to talk about, right? That like there's some embargo, but no, uh, we were embargoed by power outages. Yes. Yes, we we were personally. I was personally embargoed. My house personally has been embargoed, embargoed for a while now. What's going on in California, Jason Snell? Oh, there's so much going on in California, Mike Hurley. Um, really? So yeah, there. This is the. This is like a season that we have that doesn't exist in most parts of the world, but exists in California, and it's a season where there are high winds that blow. Um, they blow offshore, so they're blowing toward the ocean from. Uh, out in the deserts that are um, over the mountains in uh, in like Nevada and Arizona and places like that, um, and the so this time of year this happens and uh, there are these immense pressure gradients between uh, you know out in Nevada in the desert and on the coast and as a result the air moves toward the coast and you end up getting these incredibly high winds um, they're dry they're warm. And what ends up happening is this is uh, and and another thing about our climate is that it doesn't rain between like April or May and November generally, which I know is mind boggling for a lot of people. But it just we are a dry summer climate. We it doesn't rain in the summer. It only rains in the winter. And so everything's dry and the hot winds are blowing and uh, there are fires. And a lot of those fires get started because electrical uh towers are in uh forests are in tree areas that are very dry and the wind blows really hard and there's a spark or something falls or fails and explodes and uh once uh the trees are on fire the wind whips the flames and we've had some pretty major fire catastrophes in california the last few years and it always happens around now so um our local power company uh or you know regional power company decided that um rather than being sued into oblivion by all of the <laughs> all the people whose houses burned down the last few years uh it would try to save people from that fate by turning off the power in uh in in regions where the winds were happening and that turns out to have not entirely worked because a couple of fires still got started and they were still the fault apparently of the electric company but what it has meant is that uh, several million people in California have a, have have had their power shut off in the last week. Um, our power went out Saturday evening. We got plenty of warning. We did all our laundry. We charged all our batteries. But our power went off Saturday evening. And um, as of this recording, which I'm doing in an undisclosed location that does have power in the Bay Area, um, we don't have power. And uh, it's Tuesday, by the way. Just to and it's it's time Tuesday time. as we record this. We may not get uh, power back until Thursday or Friday. It's <gasps> entirely possible. And at one point, I think this is not true at the moment, but at one point over the weekend, uh, essentially our entire county had no power. So everybody in Marin County was shut down, as well as other parts of the Bay Area. And this has also happened a little bit in Southern California. So it's a mess, and I have no power. And uh, I just, you know, I, I'm at a friend's place now and where there's power. 
I honestly cannot fathom this. Like, I will say that, like, okay, this is obviously a, a, a very terrible thing, and it is hopefully protecting you against something horrific. Uh, and these wildfires have been devastating over the last couple of years in California. Um, out of interest, Jason, do you have any uh, suggestion of where, like, people, if the people wanted to donate money to relief funds, like, is there... I, I don't. Okay. I don't. If they if they exist, I'm not aware of them. But there's a lot. This is going to be a great episode, Mike, mm-hmm. because this is going to be the episode where you and I um, talk and you tell me what's happened. Because oh, yeah. I haven't mentioned I haven't mentioned the best part. So we prepared. We charged all our batteries. We did all our laundry. We did all those things. You know, the one thing though that I really hadn't anticipated is um, most of the cell towers went out and lost their connections to the internet. And so we have had no internet or cell phone service. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, our local uh, Whole Foods that I famously bought, you know, peanut butter and Manchego Manchego from with Apple Pay, they have a gigantic generator that they had installed last week and they have internet and, you know, they have Wi-Fi and they have, and they're open. And it's been a zoo over there, but we have several times a day gone over and gotten on the Wi-Fi and checked in, you know, very briefly, but it's really not a solution to this. So I, I'm aware that there's been some news and I'm looking forward to talking about it and, and you may be able to tell me more about it. But before we did that, I actually wanted to give a tech angle to this story, which is um, how we have, you know, the positive and negative about how we've weathered the this extended power outage. And one of them is I am very happy that we have some large, large batteries, the kind of which you take on a plane with you. It's actually the two largest batteries we have are the ones from our Away suitcases. Away is sometimes a sponsor here. But, you know, it's a really big battery it can charge a phone multiple times and so we have those and i have a couple other little batteries um and that's been really helpful in sort of keeping our phones topped up um yes if it came down to it we could just go we could like go into the car and turn on the car and do it that way but we haven't had to resort to anything like that um and so having those batteries has been great i bought a few months ago in anticipation of this actually i bought a solar charger um which we can put a link in the show notes it's basically i think it's mostly for camping but it's this little thing that you unfold and it's got um three big solar panels and it's got um usb ports and you hang it on i hang i was hanging it on my uh my fence yesterday afternoon and charging one of the batteries and i'd say you know in a day it will charge one of those away batteries that's that's not bad though it's not bad and you can put your devices out there too but you know you then you you, then you're you know laying your phone out there and and it's just sitting out there and i thought why not just charge up the battery and then that will give us that battery again um so that i did that and that's worked okay um you know the funniest thing though is i had this realization on day two which was, and I've been using the time productively. Um, I've been um, putting my office, I've been redoing stuff in my office and moving furniture around and I painted and it's the whole, you know, I got a new desk and the whole thing is like setting up my office after five years in it as a temporary office space to embrace the fact that it's mine and make it nicer. Um, So I've been doing a lot of those tasks involve like rewiring and moving things around and uh, you'd have to unplug everything anyway, and uh, that's not a problem. <laughs> so I, I I did a lot of that, and I realized I have two <laughs> UPSs. I have two uninterruptible power system devices, which are basically power strips with a giant battery. And the idea is that your computer, if the power goes out, you can keep using your computer for a little while. And I had this thought. I was like, wait a second. I could use that now. I had shut them off. I could use that. We could use that power. I could drain those batteries. 
And so my first thought was, well, this will be great. I will attach an Eero and my cable modem and turn it on, and then we'll have Wi-Fi. Well, my cable company, they, there's no internet on the on the cable lines. Oh. Like the, whole, the whole thing is down. That didn't work. I mean, I got it up and running, and I got on the Wi-Fi, but boy, there was nothing on that the other end of the line. So that's yes, good. but, the, uh, but the, uh, the, the cable modem never synced up with that. So that was a failure. However, um, what this made me realize is that at night, when it, it got dark and you couldn't see anything except with a flashlight... Um, I could, I actually took a floor lamp from my office, put it out in our living room, ran an extension cord into the garage to one of these UPSs and turned it on. And that's actually given us a lamp, uh, and some light in a, a neighborhood that is by the way, completely dark. Every now and then you can hear somebody running a generator for a little while. Yep. Um, there was one house up on the hill that had, had lights last night and we're like, show off. You have a generator. You're (laughs) showing off. But, um, but I didn't want to buy a gas generator. They're expensive. And then you got to have a, like a gasoline tank and keep refilling. And I really didn't want to do that. But the UPS gave us power. Now, the reason I could, it doesn't need to be plugged in because there's no power. I, I could have just brought it into the living room. And, and so you might be wondering, well, why have a big extension cord on it? And the answer is, Mike, that uh, UPSs are emergency equipment that is intended to alert you that the power is out and that you need to shut down your computer. And so as a result, when they are not on power and they're supplying power via their battery, they beep loudly. (laughs) (laughs) So I put it far back in the garage, ran this long extension cord, closed the door, had the lamp, and still, you know, you're sitting there reading and every every, uh, 30 seconds there's a beep, beep from far away. Uh, But actually those things have been great because it, it, it was really nice... Uh, to have something that wasn't like a flashlight or a little uh, battery-operated lantern, but was an actual kind of like, you know, floor lamp that was not super bright, but uh, we've had that the last few nights, and that's actually been pretty nice. So if you're ever in a situation like that, don't forget that you have, if you've got an uninterruptible power-saving device, power system device, uh, one of these UPSs for computers, that's a battery and it's got outlets on it and you can put it to work until it dies. You know, you can put it to work for you. And uh, one, I have two, so I killed one. The one that actually beeps the most aggressively, it has four beeps every 30 seconds. It's mm-hmm. super annoying. The one with only two beeps, uh, which is the CyberPower CP685, we'll put it in the show notes because it was less annoying to me. It beeps, but um, but that worked. And um, so the other funny thing that happened is... Um, they told us on uh, on the text messages we got and everything, it was like, well, stay tuned to the radio for updates. Listen oh. to the local news station. We'll give you updates about if there are evacuations and where the power is and all of those sort of things. And I, and I thought, well, you know, uh, hopefully we'll have the internet, which we didn't have. And I thought, do I have a radio? And the answer is, I do have a radio in my house. I, I thought about this before the power went out. I thought, no, I do have a radio. It is... I have kept since my my high school years. I have kept the. It's not a Walkman because it's not from Sony, but I've kept my fake Walkman cassette player that I used when I was in high school to play music. Um, and it's also a radio, an AM/FM radio. And one of the reasons I've kept it is because I have some tapes, like when I did a co- like a high school radio station and stuff like that. I have some tapes from them that are not music that you can get on Apple Music. They're like 
like souvenir kind of things that I've been meaning to, and I have now mostly digitized that stuff and 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 uh, recorded it into a format that is not a, a cassette tape. But that's why I mostly why I kept it around. But I it's also useful if I need to listen to tune in the radio. And so I want to praise the fake Walkman from the '80s because um, you know what hasn't changed in all of this time, Mike is batteries are the same it takes two tub two double a batteries they they haven't changed battery formats and it's got a headphone jack <laughs> and you just plug in i plugged in a, a pair of old headphone jack ear pods to it hmm. and it worked fine so um let's hear it for the headphone jack apple's trying to kill it but i still had headphone jack headphones around and my walkman uses that so i listened you know i've listened to news updates i listened to a world series game i listened to a football game i've been reading my kindle a lot because in airplane mode those things hold the charge for a very long time uh and uh we have been eating like kings because we have a lot of frozen stuff that's slowly thawing frozen meat in the fr- in the freezer oh. that's slowly thawing so we've just been thawing that and you know having steak every night because it's either that or the steak is going to be rotten so that's um that's uh yeah anyway but we haven't been in any fire danger which is good and hopefully our power will come back soon and thanks to uh my good friends uh, Philip Michaels and Lisa Schmeiser, who are providing our studio space today and letting us charge and also take warm showers, which is a nice thing. Yeah, thank you to them for their help in helping this show get together. And thank you, Jason, for working against all of that to be here today. It's much appreciated. Yeah, well, we were all hoping that maybe the power would be back on today, but that didn't happen. That did not happen. <laughs> so uh, this is plan B, maybe C or D. I think it's plan C at this point. Yeah. I don't think yeah. this is B. Plan, plan A was doing upgrade at home on Monday. Plan B was doing upgrade at home on Tuesday. This is plan C, which is doing upgrade elsewhere. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are other parts of our region that have power and are not in this situation. So that's where I am. We do have some follow-up. We have a lot to talk about today, but we do have some follow-up to begin. Uh, so should we do that, Jason Snell? Yeah, let's do it. Earnings call is coming this week. Whether you like it or not, you probably not. I'm assuming right now. Yeah, uh, when, it's when, it's Wednesday. I uh, I will. Um, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but I I will be not doing my usual coverage for probably a few reasons, including the fact that I have no power at my house. But we will, you know, we'll look at the numbers and we can we can talk about it next week about what just what's going on. As always with Apple's business, we get this little uh, peek into it. It's Wednesday that they're doing that. So there's something to look out for. Uh, it's been an interesting week so far, can, and there's still a lot to go this week. Uh, your uh, updated photos book is now out. So taking control, take control of photos. This is version two. Yep, second edition of this because it was it had a different title before. It was the take control crash course, and now it's just take control of photos. Um, big update. Um, it covers Mac and iPhone and iPad. And if you already bought it, I think there's a, a cheap upgrade price. I think it's $5. It's also, there's a bundle that they have for $20. You can get that book and Jeff Carlson's book about um, digital photography. And yes, I, this is how I spent my summer uh, going through every feature of both Photos apps for the iOS Photos app and the Mac Photos app. And a uh, bunch of changes, a bunch of new editing tools on on the iPhone mm-hmm. and iPad this year. Um and there's actually a uh, the the bookmaking tool that came out last year for the Mac is actually uh, one of them is on iOS now too so you can actually use iPad to build photo books if you want to 
So that's all in the book, and you can go check it out if you want to know more about photos. And last piece of follow-up, many Upgradians, including Glenn, who was first to tell me this, uh, wrote in to say that the disappearing photos bug that I was talking about, how I was watching photos deleting from my library and didn't know why, is actually a bug with Visco, the editing app that I use. If you add photos to Visco from their photos extension, this happens. But if you import directly into the app, it doesn't. Don't know why. Uh, I don't know why it hasn't been fixed. Maybe it's one of those things that they can't fix it. I don't know. But that's what's going on there. So it isn't an iOS 13 thing. It was a Visco problem. Ah. Upstream, Jason Snell. This is a big week because the end of this week on Friday is when Apple TV Plus launches. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of content going around about TV Plus right now. um, And we will uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to give our opinions on the first kind of crop of Apple's TV shows. But the reviews are out. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Uh I might be able to. Well, I will be able to. Who knows if Jason will have power? Fingers crossed. Um, but there's been... Uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to uh, an article on Mac Stories where Ryan Christoffel has done a bit of a roundup with some quotes of the uh, the reviews from media outlets that have been publishing, uh, who have watched the Apple TV Plus shows. Apparently, there is some confusion and uh, head-scratching about the fact that Apple have only provided the first three episodes of their shows. Apparently this is a peculiar thing to do. Um, well, critics like more episodes mm-hmm. um, and they, you know, critics have gotten used to getting like um, for HBO's Watchmen, they got the first six episodes out of nine. They, right. they like, cause there's more. this problem of saying, you know, is the show any good? And it's like, well, I only saw the first one or I saw the first three. So you can't necessarily um, judge the whole thing that, but you know, there's lots of weird things that Apple has done yep. with the screening of these shows. And of course, with any type of media criticism, the views on all of the shows are mixed and across the entire spectrum of whether people like it or don't like it. But there are some general trends. And overall, it seems that For All Mankind and Dickinson are the most well-praised shows. For All Mankind is the show about what if the uh, Cold War and Space Race never ended. And Dickinson is the kind of modern slash classic retelling of Emily Dickinson's life. It's a Yeah. I can't really explain that show. I feel like I haven't got my head around it about what it actually is. Um but it's getting very well praised. Uh the majority of the criticism, the negative criticism is aimed towards the morning show and C, which are arguably the most hyped shows. Right. Um and that could be why people are looking at these more critically. There is definitely a, 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 a possibility for that. It seems that there is a belief that the morning show gets off to a slow start, but things pick up in the third episode. That's what's being said. And C, a lot of the criticism is around the pacing of the show and that maybe they just spent too much money on it for the sake of it. It's kind of like the, the criticism towards C right now. Um, and it seems that some reviewers don't really feel like they get it. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but apparently there is... Huh. Oh dear! Uh, apparently, there is there is as we thought a lot of gore and 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 violence in C. Um, mm-hmm. So, and also just other types of adult like oriented content in the show. So, and the, a criticism I saw in one of my times huddled near the Wi-Fi at Whole Foods was that the morning show. Uh, I saw one review that said it. Um, they spent a lot of money on a show that looks like it just could have been on NBC 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know how much of that is playing into the narrative where this is Apple. They're new. The knives are new to entertainment. Um, they're 
the knives may be out for them a little bit. There was that story about the expensive NBC kind of thing. And, you know, I, I will point out that saying it could have been on NBC 10 years ago, it seems really like a burn and really damning. But like, if the review was, it's like the West Wing, people would sure. be like, wow, that's great. Right. Yeah. And that was, guess what? A show that was on NBC like 15 years ago. So, you know, I, I, I think in the end, uh, this was inevitable because it's TV. They're not all liked by, right? Like this is, Apple's going to take its lumps and they're going to have failures and they're going to have successes. They're going to have critical failures. And then what will be interesting is what the viewers think too, because there are also shows that critics love that fail and shows that critics hate that succeed. And Apple's going to have to go through all of that. But I, I, for one, after talking about this for two years, am looking forward to actually seeing the shows because as my uh, my pal Tim Goodman likes to say, in the end, you just got to watch the show. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the only real way to judge it. You can't judge the trailers. You can't judge the hype. You can't judge the deals. You can't judge the marketing. It is the show. So I'm looking forward to finally crossing that line where they're going to launch this thing and we can actually see this stuff. Yeah, and I'm personally, like, I've read summaries and stuff. I'm not reading reviews in details because I don't want to have my judgment skewed um, because I want to reserve my own judgment for these shows. Like, I'm not surprised that they are not a universal home run because this kind of content is always to somebody's personal taste. I have no interest in anything I've seen with Game of Thrones I didn't like. Now, Game of Thrones is like considered to be one of the greatest TV shows ever, right? By a lot of people, or at least most of it. Certainly one of the most successful TV yes. shows yeah. ever. Right? But like, you know, it's just like people's tastes are different. And I want to make my own judgment about about Apple's content. But hey, you know what though? Like and, and this is I think this is why they've done this. It's free right now. So it doesn't matter. I think right. the more I'm seeing this, I'm like, ah, clever. Like that's why they, I feel like that's why they did this. They only have a smaller selection of shows. I saw some reports today that like they're going to be launching new shows like every week, every month for the entire year, right? They just got content just pumping in. I mean, like we know what's there, kind of maybe six or seven shows at launch. We already know a bunch, right? That like we've seen like amazing stories. There's a Command Nanjiani show, right? There's so much content that's not here yet, and it will roll out. But if it's free because you bought an iPhone. Or it's free because you bought an iPad or a Mac in the last year or whatever. What difference does it make? Doesn't matter how good it is. It's free, and maybe you find a few things you like. That's the point, right? It, so they are, they hedge their bets against the content maybe not being a home run for everybody. So, still more news though. Lee Pace and Jared Harris have been cast to star in Apple's Foundation series. So it's a couple of uh, great actors there. Um, Lee Pace, you may know from uh, what did he play Ronan Push- in in Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, yeah, you may know him from Pushing Daisies. He was the lead yep. in that and, TV show. Uh, Jared, Jared Harris, he Jared was Harris. in Chernobyl, Mad Men, and and uh, yes, and also The Expanse. Yep. So, a couple of great TV slash movie actors there that they've they've signed up for what could be a very big show for Apple. This is the Isaac Asimov adaptation, right, of Foundation. And, and, and if you haven't read uh, Asimov's Foundation, which was a bunch of short stories turned into a book uh, written in the, I want to say, 50s, um, I will just say that it basically doesn't even have characters. It's it's a, it's a it's not, by a modern standards, it's a, we did an incomparable episode about it. It's a, it's a weird series of books, but I, I would say that gives 
huge latitude to the producers. I think we talked about this when they when they announced they were picking this up. Huge latitude because you could do whatever. Like you're you're putting your own take on this idea as outline sketched by Asimov, but there's so much room to maneuver in there. So um, I'm looking forward to it. It could be very interesting. And in advance of uh, Friday, the Apple TV app has launched on Amazon's Fire TV. So that is now available now uh, if you are a Fire TV customer. So I think at this point, it's everywhere they said it would be. We haven't seen it on the web yet, but I guess that will come Friday. Yeah, I took this opportunity to install the Roku app on my TV because my TV is a Roku TV. And it is weird, right? When you open one of these apps, suddenly it's like you're using an Apple TV in that one app it's very strange it's it's uh because it it is like the tv app on the apple tv and it's all the apple tv interface conventions except in a different device it's very strange but it's uh it's everywhere i'm pretty excited right because i feel like we spent the last two years focusing on this when Maybe, well, definitely other tech podcasts have not been, right? Like right. I think at this point, it is both a joke and a serious thing that we focus on this on this show. It's like something that we have devoted time every single week to for like two years now. And it's well, about to happen. It was a great run. And this is the end of Upstream. Goodbye, Goodbye everybody. everybody. <laughs> no, there'll no. never be any more news about streaming media and Apple. Yeah. And like, I don't know how we're actually going to structure the reviews. Like, it might be that, that next week we just spend some time giving some overall feelings on them. We're going to work it out, right? Depending on how much we have to say. And also yeah. depending on how the next week goes. Maybe we want to stretch it out a little bit. I don't know. But we'll work it out. But next week we will be giving our... For hopefully Jason will, but at least I will be giving my kind of first impressions on Apple's big uh, big shows. So see the morning show uh, and... Uh, for All Mankind? For All Mankind, there you go. It's a man on fire. I don't know why I was going to do that. That doesn't make any sense. And Dickinson, yep. they're kind of the big shows. Maybe I'll check in. I think I've got some kids stuff launching as well. I'm going to poke around um, and watch some of that over the weekend, which I'm very excited about. All right, today's episode is brought to you by... Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud in seconds. You can have everything up and running with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. Linode serve their customers with the help of 10 data centers across the globe. They're adding more all the time. They've added Mumbai, India, Toronto, Canada. They're going to be up and running before 2020. They're always adding new locations wherever they can to make sure that the coverage that you have is perfect and everything is super fast. Linode features native SSD storage, a 40 gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors, meaning you're able to serve your customers even faster than before. And so you don't have to stress about overspending. Linode have designed their pricing tiers to make sure that they feature hourly billing. They also have uh, an added bonus that you can set up of a monthly cap on all of their plans and services, such as backups and no balances, so you're never going to have a surprise bill with Linode, which is awesome. But their pricing is fantastic. Their plans start at $5 a month to have a virtual server with one gigabyte of RAM, and they also have high memory plans as well with 16 gigabytes of RAM more. And Linode have a special offer for listeners of Upgrade. If you go to linode.com slash upgrade and use the promo code UPGRADE2019, you will get $20 towards any Linode plan. So if you sign up for that one gigabyte of RAM server plan, that's four free months of service. They also have a seven-day money-back guarantee as well, so you have nothing to lose to go in and try it out make sure it's right for you. So go give Linode a try today. That's linode.com, L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash upgrade and the promo code 
upgrade 2019. To learn more, sign up and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So, Jason, yesterday, as we record this, out of the blue, out of nowhere, AirPods Pro appeared. Yeah, well, I mean, the rumors, it's not quite out of nowhere, right? They, the rumors the were out there of, for a long time. You know, we spoke about this last week. Is there going to be an event, right? Like right. They, put a, they put out a press release. Event. They put out a press release. So when I say out of nowhere, I, I purely mean there was no event. There was uh, there wasn't an embargo at that time. Yeah, there no there. So there haven't been any reviews of it either. There have been today. Uh, there have been some YouTubers that have posted first impressions videos and unboxings mm-hmm. um, that seem to be embargoed. So I'd assume they got their AirPods Pro in the last twenty four hours. They made their videos. They all went up at the same time this morning. So I'm going to put a video uh, from MKBHD and from iJustine, both in the show notes. Uh, MKBHD's is mostly kind of first impressions and unboxing. And uh, iJustine also goes through the whole setup uh, process. So you can see how that all looks, which is there's some, some interesting features in there. So they'll both be in the show notes if you haven't seen them. Um, but they feature a lot of things that we were expecting, some stuff that... Uh, some stuff that we were expecting isn't there, but by and large, this is the product that we have been expecting Apple to be making for for kind of about a year, I think, since the first time we, we heard about what this product could have been was in a Mark Gurman report quite some time ago, uh, talking about AirPods of active noise cancellation and uh, kind of water resistance, and they're kind of two of the big things that this product has. So the active noise cancellation also comes with something called transparency mode. These are two different settings for how you can have... Uh, additional sound or reduced sound with the AirPods. You effectively have three states that the AirPods Pro can be in. It can be everything off, so it's effectively just like a regular AirPod as we have them now, even though they go in the ears, but it's not doing anything special. You can have noise cancellation, right, where it's using a bunch of microphones to measure the outside sound. And also, there's a, this is wild, there's a microphone inside so it can hear what your ear is hearing yeah, to try and listen to your ear more, like to try and reduce it even more, right? So that's the noise cancellation. Then there is transparency mode, which is something you can toggle on and off or leave on completely, which is effectively bringing in more sound from the outside. So... You know, transparency mode could be really useful if you were, say, on a bicycle, right, in the streets. So you were having actual right. sound coming in as well as your podcast to maybe to balance that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm keen to see what that what that's like, the transparency mode, just on all the time. But another great usage of something like this is if you're using noise cancellation, you're on a plane, you want to hear the, uh, the announcement, you just quickly toggle transparency mode on so you get that coming in and then you go back to noise cancellation. Yeah, I, I have used this because other, you know, headphones have all yep. of this. This is not like my, my Sony noise canceling headphones have a uh have an active noise canceling mode Mm -hmm. a not noise canceling mode and a transparency mode um so you know it's all in the user interface this may actually be a lot easier to control with this weird control scheme that they've got you're no longer mike i i think you'll be happy about this right you're not apparently no longer having to just uh no more tapping punch a hole into your eardrum in order to pause things without a shadow of a doubt (laughs) my favorite thing about this i've spoken time and time again how i hate the physical tapping of airpods to try and get them to do something this has all been replaced now by something called the force sensor which is hilarious to me it's like that finally moved Moved away from force touch 
and now they've just brought it back again. So the force sensor, it's like a little indentation in the stalk, like the of the of the AirPod, which is yeah. now and smaller, by the way. So the stalks are way mm-hmm. smaller. Like the AirPods themselves are overall physically much smaller than the previous AirPods, so the, the the regular AirPods. But you squeeze it, so you can tap it to pause. You can double tap it to skip, triple tap to go back. It is. I can't find out right now how customizable they are. Um, I'm not sure about like if you can trigger one for the Ahoy telephone. I, I haven't got complete uh, confirmation of that because uh, it doesn't have like. The, there's like double tapping or anything like that to trigger that anymore and the Apple website doesn't say that there is a pre-built one to do that you just use the Ahoy telephone you know like the actual audible trigger word but you can also press and hold the the uh, force sensor to toggle transparency mode on at any time so if you want to be able to bring noise in um, and you may, even if you have active noise cancellation off, you still may want to do that because these, they go in the ears, right? They have the silicone tips. So right. there's three sizes of silicone tips included, and you can find the one that fits for you. Apple actually have something called the ear fit tip test where you put them in and you run it in this, in like the settings app, and it's using those microphones, right? The inside and outside microphones to make sure you have a good seal, that there isn't too much sound leakage or whatever, which is a very Apple feature, right? Like it's little, it's little extra little thing that they're doing to make the experience nice. Right. And the way the case is built, it looks like, uh, you know, they, basically they, they leave enough space in the case for the largest ear tips. Yeah. Case is very different. Um, it's, it's now kind of more wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like if you turn the current one on its side, and just like stretched it out a little bit, shrunk it down a little bit. It's, it's a very, very different shape. And as you say, they're doing that because they want uh, kind of to be able to spread the, the the kind of the AirPods further away from each other so you can allow room for different tips. This will definitely mean that you will see third-party ones as well um, because it would be easier to, to store them. Yeah, but it won't fit. You know, that that's the thing is like if you wanted to do custom ear tips, you could do it, but you'd have to take them off every time you put them in the case because the case will only fit those sizes. Well, you could do them in like foam rather than silicone, right? So I they suppose would still so. be similar size. As long as they fit in the case. Yeah. So I think we'll see some of that, but um, we'll have to wait and see. Because uh, I personally would have preferred foam to silicone. I've never. This is the thing. I'm very, I'm very conflicted about this, this product. Uh, I have ordered them. They're arriving tomorrow. Uh, I previously have not enjoyed using noise cancellation at all, but Apple have said like they're doing some. Uh, this they have an innovative vent system to equalize pressure, minimizing the discomfort common in other in-ear designs. So I'm keen to see what that feels like because that is the problem I've had. Like the pressure makes me feel nauseous, like I don't like it. Um, it's like that vacuum feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And the the kind of the MKBHD was saying that like it's more comfortable for him than other headphones like that the the vacuum feeling isn't there as much so i'm keen to see if that makes it better for me the other is that in-ear headphones have never really worked for me they fall out and but i'm wondering these are so light right that maybe it won't be a problem for me we'll wait and see so i'm I'm, I'm keen to see what that's going to be like um they're ipx4 water resistant i looked this up jason because i didn't know what that meant um, and apparently IPX4 means resistant to water splashes from any direction. These mm. are not waterproof like an iPhone, right? Like you, you can't dunk these, right? Like you would an iPhone. But the idea is that sweat or rain or something isn't going to ruin them. Yeah. And it's probably rain resistance is the is the best thing here. 
uh, th- than anything else. But don't like I don't know. You can't swim in them anyway, but don't, don't swim with break. Them, yeah. Uh, you get up to four and a half hours of listening time of a single charge, up to five hours of active noise cancellation and transparency off. The case gives 24 hours more battery. This is pretty much exactly the same as the current AirPods, which is great. I would not have expected that. They're smaller, and you have the active noise cancellation. You still get four and a half hours. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, they obviously feature the H1 chip, the, the newest chip that's in uh, AirPods and the new uh, Beats Solo. Um, the case is wireless charging, lightning charging. It comes with a lightning to USB-C cable. Um, when I originally saw that, I thought it meant it charged by USB-C, but no, that's not how that works. And, uh, that's kind of where we are. Like, have you, you, do you have interest in ordering this product? Like, have you? I am interested in it. Well, no, I haven't because I haven't had the internet. Um, I, my, uh, I should get a pair. I, I, I'm not going to go into great details, but yeah, I think I'm going to get a review pair of this this week. So, okay. Um, we can check in next week. That's a, that's an email I got while standing outside Whole Foods. Was, oh, nice. Hey, would you like to come down and see us and the new AirPods uh, Pro? So great. I, I will, uh, I'll do that later this week so we can talk about it next week yep and i am excited i i use custom uh i have been using custom but also like the silicone uh silicone ear tips for a long time now um i the airpods actually fit my ears okay but i prefer this i prefer having a little more noise isolation i treat the airpods as sort of um the you know i can listen to them in certain circumstances but like i can't take them i can't use them with a lawnmower for example because Mm. it's too loud and um after spending so much time with custom fit ear earphones um in my ears people people are like oh you know are you comfortable walking around with airpods because you can't hear anything it's like are you kidding I, i can hear everything because there's no seal so how are these feel i i'm i'm very interested in that i'm keen to see if they passed the lawnmower test yeah well that's okay uh it's a deal we'll find out no collars we were expecting collars those were the rumors and it made sense that they would do collars but they were white i feel bad about that only because i mean i get it white white headphones is an apple thing going back 20 years now or 18 years now but um and i i and i get that at the same time giving people other options is nice and i think people would like other colors even yeah even if it was just a couple other colors i think this is just a running thing for us on this show which is hey apple People love uh, personalizing their tech, and one way they do it is by choosing a color, and it works for the iPhone. Let's do it everywhere. Um, there was uh, So this was part of what we were wondering if uh, Apple would have press releases, and we were thinking back to when did they do all those product announcements day after day? It was like much earlier in the year, right? Yeah, I don't remember, but yeah. I think the initial initial rumors of this were, were earlier this year, so it cl- it's clearly something that they really, um, maybe they had trouble with, but they wanted it out by the holidays, obviously, because yeah. this is a great product to have for the holidays. Mm-hmm. But we were wondering if they would reduce release these product this product along with other products this week. You know, maybe there's 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 still things we want to see the Apple Tag Air Tag as it's now called. Um, Ooh, Game Rambo found in thirteen point two because that came out as well. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Air Tag is is something that is referenced in thirteen point two. So this is Apple's uh, Bluetooth tracking device. So there's more smoke around that fire. We're expecting that maybe new MacBook Pros and the kind of the wonder was oh are they going to do this again where they have like multiple product releases coming on at different times um and 
that was in March, uh, according to David in the chat room, that Apple did this before, where they had uh, sh- shots over the shoulder of Tim being posted to Twitter, right? He'd have like different products and stuff, and that just kept happening. He had like an iPad, then he was drawing things on the iPad. And uh, Tim Cook's Twitter avatar changed yesterday to him wearing AirPods Pro. They just did that silently. So I was like, oh, is this going to be a trend? But we're here on Tuesday. There have been nothing else announced. Tomorrow we have earnings, so it seems unlikely. Friday is Apple TV Plus, so maybe Thursday for other stuff. Uh, There is a new version of Catalina, which has just come out today, 10.15.1. As it stands right now, there isn't any... uh, I haven't seen anything before we recorded about any more smoke around the MacBook profile, but... We have AirPods Pro now, so they're, as Jason noted, they're going to be out before the holidays. We can follow up next week uh, about what uh, we think about those. But there was also a bunch of software that came out this week, lots of point revisions to uh, Apple's software. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, But before we do, let's thank our second sponsor, which is Kensington. So Kensington, they're the people who make universal docking stations designed to increase productivity. With Kensington Docking Stations, you get access to more ports. You can make your sleek MacBook, your Chromebook, or any other laptop as powerful as a desktop. It's plug-and-play with no drivers, so you can enjoy up to dual 4K displays with HDMI and DisplayLink video connectors, plus USB 3.0, USB-C, Thunderbolt 3, with power delivery available. The Kensington engineering team has three decades of experience in high-volume manufacturing of IT products. Plus, with rigorous test cycles and quality control, this means all of their products are tested above industry standards. This is something they're proud of. If you're an IT decision maker looking to find the right docking solutions for your organization, check out Kensington's Pro Concierge program and test drive a docking solution today. Go to kensington.com upgrade right now to check out their products. That is kensington.com upgrade to learn more. Our thanks to Kensington for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. iOS 13.2, Jason. It is here. Oh, did that come out? That came out. <laughs> I had the beta on a on a phone because I tried out Deep Fusion, but I haven't yep. been in a, any situation to update my uh, my iPhone. So there's been a bunch of software updates, and uh, they all the, all these software updates were needed to support the AirPods Pro. So 10.15.1 oh. is out. 13.2 is out. Apple Watch 6.1 is Look, out. There it is. I'm going to install this on my phone right now. Great. Go for it. Uh, so let me let me run through this. It includes the new emoji. So they're all available. Deep Fusion. Uh, Jason, I've been trying to take I've been taking some photos. I was taking some photos with a... Did you put on your sweater? I did. I uh, put on a, a, a sweater, but it didn't have an intricate pattern. Um, so that was that was useless. But I was trying. I was taking mm. photos of a, a woven blanket that we have with a thirteen point two device and a thirteen point one device. I don't know if anything's happening. This is th- that was my experience when I had a thirteen point two and a thirteen point one, both iPhone eleven Pros, and taking photos simultaneously and then looking at them and saying. Mm, did I it work? Tell. Did it fire? Did it, and I can't. I couldn't even tell if it was triggered or not because no there's idea. no indicator. Yep. So it, this is kind of just one of those things where I'm like, I will trust that in some situations I am now getting a better photo, but I'm going to stop looking for it. Along with 13.2, uh, with camera stuff, you can change video settings in the camera app, right? So if you want to change to from 30 to 60 frames a second, you can do that. And it also brought some features of iOS 13 that uh, had yet kind of not 
are not arrived. Um, announce messages for AirPods. So this is like you get a message when you have your AirPods. Oh, yeah. It can can let you know. And also the uh, AirPods audio sharing came with iOS 13.2. So this is where you can use multiple pairs of AirPods to listen to things on one device. HomeKit Secure Video and HomeKit Routers. That is now in uh, 13.2 and in Catalina. I'm keen to see what products become available for this. Yeah, the, here's the, here's one of these things I've been meaning to to mention it is that I, as somebody who pays a lot of money for uh, iCloud storage for photos, I really like the, uh, the HomeKit Secure Video announcement, but that's all we heard about it. Like, I I'm ready to buy some home cameras that use HomeKit secure video, but where are they? This is the idea that you're rather than streaming to a camera makers all all your you know video from your house into a your camera makers cloud service that you're getting for free or paying them extra for or whatever. If you're an iCloud user, you just use Apple, and Apple is the one that that stores that video. And if you trust Apple and not the makers of various video cameras, it's a great idea, but where is it? (laughs) Yeah. I have not yet found any product that is available to buy right now that does this. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they exist. No. And it's the same as the routers as well. Like, so I know that there are companies, I know Eero, I think Netgear were on the slide, but like, is it new products? Is it current products? Like, and what will this even do? So the support is there, and I think it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on what becomes available uh, there. Uh, the Siri privacy settings stuff, right? So the the, the audio <laughs> sharing. I have denied this on all my devices. Good. Excellent. I'm just angry about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Shortcuts can be triggered on HomePod and Apple Watch and stuff like that. Uh, Apple Watch 6.1 brings WatchOS 6, the Series 1 and 2, so that's available now. So if Yay. you have an older watch, you can now get WatchOS 6. Um, also, there have been people that are on the beta saying that this improves battery life for some people. So we'll see about that. And I want to talk about the HomePod update. So there was... The- oh. That boy, yeah. everything, all these updates that I, I look forward to my devices having power so that they can get these updates. Well, you might not get the HomePod update because there's reports that it's been pulled by Apple now. Because oh, some HomePods were getting uh, bricked during this process, <laughs> uh, and I had a problem. I had a very frustrating evening last night to trying to get multiple voice support to work. So this is the idea that multiple people in a home. Can't who if, if they're in like a an Apple Home right so like they're both multiple people in one home, uh, can use personal requests independently on HomePod. Yeah. So I'm excited for this feature. I can say add something to my reminders, and it will put it into mine. Adina could say add something to my reminders, it will put it into hers. So I was like, I want to try this out. This was one of the most painful experiences I've had of an Apple product mm. in years. So I want to talk through how this went. So I opened up the Home app. It said, do you want to transfer your Siri profile to the HomePod and use personal requests for multiple voice? I was like, great, yeah, let's go for it. So I did that, turned it all on. Went to Adina's phone, did the same. So then I was like, I was like, oh, you know, oh, hi, telephone, add milk to my reminders. Done. It added it to my reminders. Perfect. So I said to Adina, let's try it for you. So oh, hi, telephone, add milk to my reminders. It sat for a second and said, who is this? Adina and me 
burst out laughing because it was like new phone, who this type thing. Because <laughs> it said it so strange. She's like, who is this? And then when we stopped laughing, she said, Adina, said nothing. Then it went, who is this? Again, said Adina, nothing. It's like, halt, what... who goes there? It was very strange. That was kind of what it was like. So then uh, we're like, all right, let's try it again. So like a whole telephone, add milk to my reminders. Nothing. The HomePod said nothing. Didn't confirm. Nothing. We kept trying this. And then it wasn't even... So when Adina would speak, it wouldn't... If she asked for the weather, it just ignored her. The HomePod would just then not respond to any requests of hers, but would continue to respond to requests of mine. I went into home, toggled everything on and off. We went through the whole thing again. And we got after like multiple tries. It once again said, who is this? She said, Adina. Nothing. Who is this? Said Adina. Nothing. Went through this whole thing again, turning off and on, off and on. So, like, if you have a slightly unrecognizable name, just can it not work out who you are? Like, I didn't understand what was going on. And then in this state, Siri would not work with any of her devices because when she would say something, her phone would pick it up, pass it off to the HomePod. The HomePod would refuse to retake any request from her. It would not give anything. It wasn't just a personal request thing. She couldn't turn on lights. She couldn't ask for the weather. Every time she spoke, the HomePod just went off. After lots of toggling, I ended up having Adina redo the whole Ohio Telephone thing on her iPhone. Like reset that whole thing up to try and retrain her voice to her phone in the hopes that it would then push something over to the HomePod. That still didn't work. So she would say something and it would ignore her. Then I thought, well, let me try something else. So I went and held down on the HomePod, you know, like where you can press and hold rather than use the trigger word. That's how I've been using my HomePod for the last couple of months. (laughs) There you go. And then for some reason, this then worked. So then when she said, who is this? When it said, who is this? She said it was Adina. For some reason, this made it work. Now it works. So if she says to put something to reminders, it will do that. But this process probably took me about half an hour. And I don't know exactly what it is that I did that I got to make it work. But it was absolutely infuriating. And I was talking to some friends about this. Somebody else tried to do it, went into the exact same process. So this might be another reason why the HomePod update got pulled. But this feature is not ready. And I don't know why they put it out there. Because it just did not work. Like, it completely failed and the idea that like during this process if it doesn't recognize a voice it then just ignores that voice is madness like it was just uh, yeah really really just very frustrating it's like you got caught in a you got caught in a strange bureaucracy yes except siri is the bureaucrat right like that that seems to be what happened it's like i'm sorry you don't have the right form is this the right form i'm sorry who is this is this the right form? Like, but I, how do I get out of this thing? Yeah. And the answer is Siri can't help you there. Uh, this is just one of those things where because I'm a nerd, I know that there are certain steps of troubleshooting to go through, right? And can like, because I know how these products work, I can try different things. If you don't know that like, maybe some way to trick Siri without using the trigger word is to hold down on the HomePod and have it like force the request. Like, uh, you know, your HomePod and then just Siri in general is rendered useless because now all your devices are passing over to the HomePod and the HomePod refuses to listen to you. 
So that was really frustrating, but now we've got it to work. It's a great feature. Uh, handoff of audio is really nice. So this is where you can be listening to any audio and you, you go up to the HomePod and you kind of hold your phone onto the HomePod like you're scanning an NFC sticker and then using AirPlay, it transfers it over with a little notification. I, w- I wonder if it actually has a little NFC thing in it. That is it really feels happening like that. There. Because if I wasn't putting it super close to it, it wasn't working. So... You know, I don't know how exactly it's doing it, but it really did feel like it was an NFC-based thing. So I'd be keen to know if anyone actually knows the answer to that. Um, and also the HomePod now does, quote, relaxing high-quality soundtracks of ambient sounds. So you can ask it to play you like waterfall noises or rainforest sounds and stuff like that. So that's the, that's all the software updates. Um, the, the HomePod stuff, great if it works for you. <laughs> okay, well, I... but But it's gotten pulled. As far as I can tell, the HomePod update has been pulled, yes. Huh. For maybe huh. this and other uh, other issues. So, yeah, there's some Apple reports today. Apple is having a heck of a fall, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So, Apple, have, have, uh, they've got a support document that um, there, is a, there is a potential issue uh, with, with uh, the HomePod and it being bricked. So, they've pulled the software update. I just because now it feels like the HomePod update got rushed out because of the AirPods Pro, right? To support all right. of that. So all you've done is proven your problem again. That you pushed out a software update that wasn't ready to support hardware that you had to get out for whatever reason. It's the same as the iPhone. I don't know what's going on over there. It's been a bad year. It's been a, it's been a tough it's been a tough few months for them. Apple apparently, according to Mark Gurman, is hiring a new team to work on smart home software and hardware. Apparently, Apple is looking to revamp HomeKit to encourage more third-party adoption and may Mm. include them building more smart home products of their own again. Mm. Don't know Mm. what to think about this. Um, I feel like we did a show earlier this year based on some rumor because they they hired somebody right didn't they hire an, a guy yes. to be in charge of this yes they did uh they hired i have to sign into bloomberg to now read this article <laughs> rip uh, who are you it says yeah. who are you who is this who is this so i don't know whether the story is that whether is it is it that guy is hiring a team did that not work out cuz we had so we had a conversation about this about how you know, Apple obviously, with things like changing their stance on um, allowing HomeKit based on software rather than having to have the HomeKit security chip in it, that you know, the Apple has been loosening its its stance on this. And we were talking in that episode, whenever it was earlier this year, about how um, I like this idea. I think just because I think that um, that. Apple needs to be more involved to make HomeKit more successful mm-hmm. and that I you, I buy a bunch of home, HomeKit stuff and I think it's good um, and I think that there it adds somewhat to the ecosystem but there's also just you know this feeling that the competitors are focused on this on a level that Apple just isn't so maybe this is the fallout yeah. so I've I've signed in now <laughs> it okay, was good. Congratulations. Andreas Gal who ran a company called Silk Labs and Apple acquired them in 2018 and they are an AI company and Andreas is running this team and reporting to uh, Craig Federighi 
Uh, and then they're looking to do definitely revamping of software and maybe um, looking at hardware as well. Yeah. I mean, hey, uh, might I suggest a Wi-Fi router? Be nice, right? Like Google just did the update <laughs> to their Wi-Fi system where they've made each one of them a little Nest Home Mini, which is a very clever idea, I think. Right. I mean, that that is the argument that I think people had when the HomePod came out, which is yeah. why is this not a Wi-Fi distribution and you'd device? assume now that Amazon owns Eero, they yeah. surely will put Echo into Eero. Yeah. Echo. Ooh. Put Echo into Eero. Echo Eero. That's weird. Yeah, I, I figure like that's the next step of this, right? Is that all of your smart home devices ought to be making their own mesh network and relaying your Wi-Fi. I think it's a good idea, right? Like if I'm already yeah. putting this little thing around the house, why not also make it my smart assistant too? I just think it's a smart idea. Having taken my office apart and put it back together over the weekend, um, the number of redundant or at least potentially redundant little plastic boxes, mm-hmm. it, it's like I have like four Eero plastic boxes. I have a Hue plastic box. I have a Lutron plastic box. I have two Apple TVs. I I have so many of these devices that are redundant for various smart home things or for Wi-Fi. And I think to myself, if my Apple TV and my, I have two of those and I have two HomePods, like I could cover most of my house with those if they also did Wi-Fi and talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And it, it just... That's got to be a goal, right? Is to make is to make this stuff a little more unified. Um, and if you're Apple, like Apple's abdication of Wi-Fi, I, I understand it from the perspective of the like, do we want to make a, a a router and compete with the Linksys of the world? But the answer is no. You want to compete with the Eros of the world. You want to, which Amazon now owns, by the way, your competitor. You want to create a system of easy wi-fi that, right but do they though well i mean i think you look at this and you say you do because if you want to have a home network um not not just for your smart home devices but for your your um iphones and ipads and and macs um and you you want to spread devices throughout the house there's a real argument to be made that apple already has those devices embedded in a lot of houses and they don't do enough and that this would mm-hmm. be a way instead of having Amazon suddenly be the ones who rush in to provide your Wi-Fi for a house or Google then have it be Apple. So, but like this is going back to what we were talking about earlier, right? Like they've got HomeKit for routers. And it's true. is that not maybe what they want to do? I mean, I don't know. Like I was talking to Adina about this earlier on like i mean i'm intrigued to see what the home kit for routers and the home kit security camera stuff does because i would like to include both of those product types into home kit right like we have a canary and our router we have doesn't have any kind of smart stuff uh and i want to be able to integrate all of that into the same into one system and so i would like to see Apple trying more aggressively to make companies want to put their products into HomeKit, right? Because I would like to be able to move to a future where all of my smart home devices are integrated via one system and I don't need all these boxes and bridges and all that nonsense to make it all work because it makes things tiring and frustrating ultimately, right? And you Mm want to adopt this stuff less, I think, because of that. Um, like I just saw, pretty excited about this. Aero launched in the UK today. So, and then I'm hoping that maybe if I I want to see like, can, will will that how does that stuff work with the HomeKit stuff and and all that? Like I'm I'm really intrigued about all of right. That. 
right? I, and I could view it. I could view the the HomeKit stuff that Apple's rolling out for routers um, as uh, Apple abdicating responsibility and saying we'll just work with router manufacturers who don't want to be swallowed by Google or mm-hmm. Amazon. I could also view it as the start of a pro- a program that ultimately includes Apple playing in that game, but it's basically it's your Apple ecosystem compatibility thing that they're allowing routers to to support. I don't know. It, the other thing about this is we live in a a, a funny world where all of these companies um, want to do everything. And was it on ATP? I think maybe last week. Yeah, where that was we, one of the topics. Like everyone, which wants fortunately to do they recorded early before my power went out. Um, the ATP, it was, yeah, everybody wants to do everything. And it is, you know, these big tech companies have the resources and they feel like, well, if we don't go into this area, our competitors will. And so we have to, too. And so you you see so many products that are being done by Google and Microsoft and Facebook and Apple. and, And the list goes on and Amazon. And you, it, it, it's competition, but it's also they feel they can't let it go because it's a crack in the wall that they're building for their ecosystem. And I get it. I I really do get it. One of the problems is, can you do it well? And if you're Apple and part of your brand is supposed to be, these are good products and they, they're, they, they work, they just work. Um, doesn't it feel like Apple's already stretched way too thin? to take on a whole home networking thing. Like they've got the money and maybe they can hire the people to do it. But I, I do get a, a larger sense that like Apple has Apple culturally, at least up to now has proven to be a company that has had a hard time scaling in a lot of ways yep. across a product line. And that is why I would be more keen to see them making home kit stuff than new airport products. I would prefer to see them building a system to allow other companies to f- that all they want to do is make that stuff to make that stuff. Yeah. And and it integrate with all of my iOS devices. Well, it could also be somewhere in between where Apple comes up with a spec for HomeKit networking or yeah. something yeah. that is using something off the shelf or something they invent themselves or whatever that um you know an Apple TV or a HomePod, like an Apple TV has got an Ethernet connection on the back. So like an Apple TV could be a hub of that. But if you build, it, you know, and sell one of these other HomeKit enabled devices, it can also be a mesh relay for Apple's Wi-Fi network in people's houses. Mm-hmm. And Apple doesn't necessarily have to make that device if they get the, you know, the third parties to build it for them. It's possible. It's it's interesting, but this is, you know, very much like Apple realizing that they couldn't just say, well, you want to be in our ecosystem, here are the rules, go for it, um, because the ecosystem is not as broad as Apple would like it to be. I would argue that the best stuff is probably there, but because um, people, people say there are like 60 HomeKit devices and 400 Alexa works with Alexa devices. I would wager that most of those that are not on Apple's platform but are on Alexa are, are probably not very good. Um, they're probably a bunch of the same Oh, well, and they chipset. probably also work with skills, which suck most of the time. And skills are no good, right. Yeah. So, so you know, it, it, it's there are different ways to play this, but I do think it's interesting that Apple, Apple has realized over the course of several years now that they really do need to revamp this. And it would be fascinating if they end up, you know, what do they partner 
with other companies about well, what do they decide they just have to make it themselves. We'll find out. But it looks like they might be doing something. But this could also be like the car product project and just disappear. Go and go nowhere. Yeah, could be. All right, let's do some hashtag ask upgrade before we round out today's episode. And ask upgrade this week is brought to you by Text Expander from our friends at Smile. Text Expander lets you insert words, phrases, forms, templates, and more with just a couple of key clicks everywhere or anywhere you type. You can take control of your time and productivity by letting Text Expander handle your repetitive typing tasks for you. So you can get back to actually doing what you want to do. Text Expander is available for macOS, Windows, iPhone, iPad, and Chrome as well. Making editing, making and editing snippets is now even easier as well. Text Expander's new visual snippet editor. I made a, a snippet just a couple of days ago. I had to send an email to a bunch of different people. And I could very easily like set it up so I could I typed something out and then added the visual little editor. I could just enter the word tab so it would tab down and then I could type out the rest that I needed. So when I go and open my email client, I just activate the snippet in the subject bar and it would like subject line and it would just enter that in for me, go down into the text field and then Put all the text in that I needed as well. It's really awesome. I love Text Expander for stuff like this. Companies use Text Expander for Teams, my company does, for support, reports, <laughs> email, anything else where they need consistent and accurate text. We have to send stuff to people all the time, and it's, I love consistency when we have multiple people sending emails um, that are all coming from Relay FM. And so we use Text Expander for Teams to do that. It's really awesome. If you love Text Expander and you want to tell people about it like I do, you can join their affiliate program to earn a little something when people sign up. And if you're always looking for ways to be a little bit more productive, you need Text Expander. It makes typing those repetitive phrases and paragraphs unbelievably fast. An entire paragraph that could take you minutes to type can be expanded in less than a second. Go to textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander right now. Listeners of this show can get 20% off their first year. Just go to textexpander.com slash podcast to find out more and sign up. Our thanks to Text Expander from Smile for their support of this show and RelayFM. It is time for hashtag ask upgrade. Were the lasers affected by the power outage, Jason? There's no power for the lasers, Mike. Uh, what a shame. What a shame. You know, Jason, I was having a thought the other day. This is, we're going on a tangent. I was thinking about doing, like, I was thinking about upgrade live shows and stuff. One day, we need to get an actual laser system. Oh, my God. For a we live do. show? Yeah, and then we do ask upgrade and the lasers fire. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be oh. great? That would be amazing. But I, we'd need a laser system that would also make noise. <laughs> so, because well, our lasers are very loud. They are. They are. The, 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 yeah, we could do that. I'm sure we could do that. First question comes from Johan this week. Thank you very much. Oh, they're, got them, they're got got on the generator. They're on the generator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you survive on an iPhone 11, not an iPhone 11 Pro? Survive, yes. And I think it would be fine. I mean, For I would sure. miss the telephoto lens camera, but I, I, I think, would miss the telephoto lens, and I don't want to. I don't want a phone that big. Honestly, I, oh, I prefer yes. the smaller size because mm-hmm. it's bigger, isn't it, than the than the the small size iPhone 11 Pro? But yeah. I, th- I think, like you know, especially this year, like that that product is like wonderful, right? Like yes, I, sure. I'd be more than happy. I think on an iPhone 11, I agree. I, I agree. I, I mean, I bought the I bought the Pro, but I would be fine with the 11. I would be sad. I would be sad at the Zoom. Thing. I want three cameras. I want the more battery, and I want the bigger screen. But I would, I would think that I could more than happily survive on just a regular iPhone 11. For sure. Uh, Ellie wants to know, does the TV app in Catalina support home videos the way that iTunes does? Do you know the answer to this, Jason? I don't think so. So there's... Because in iTunes, you could 
have your own movies, right? Which could be, of course, home videos legally found in yeah. certain places, and you could put them in. So you could like load yeah. your own videos into iTunes, and then one of the reasons you would do that is then to put them onto an iOS think, device as well. I think it doesn't. In fact, my recollection writing my photos book, there's actually a send to. I think it's send if you make a video to export it, one of your options is to send it to the music app, which is hilarious because uh, I think they just search and replaced for iTunes mm. and then it opens it in the music app, except nothing opens because the music app doesn't do videos anymore. Great, great. Like what just happened there? So I don't know if the TV app in Catalina, it's possible, but um, mm, I haven't checked that. I, I feel like that is a feature that is just going to... Uh, disappear because one of as i said like one of the things you'd have for that is so you could put them onto ios devices but you can probably do that in finder now yeah you can just sync them sync them over yeah so i bet it's not there i mean i can't look because i'm on mojave but like uh, my expectation is that's gone uh todd asks is there a benefit to using the iphone camera's digital zoom versus cropping a photo i don't think there is right you just take a photo and crop it i don't think there is either because you're gonna, you're always losing fidelity. I mean, yeah, that's what a digital zoom is. It's it's yeah. literally you're just cropping around the edges. And I don't know if they're doing things to try and refine the digitally zoomed image to make it look higher quality. It's possible. Possibly. I mean, like I know Google Google have an actual feature for this, right? So like, of course they do. If you're, you know, it's, they call it like super zoom or whatever. Like, so that is like a thing. They have a thing. Apple doesn't have like a thing, right? They don't talk about this on stage. Like, oh, and if you zoom in, we use all this machine learning. I never zoom more than the 2x lens. If I ever want to do, I would just crop an image, right? That's what I do. I crop an image that I've taken to if I want to zoom in more. Uh, I was talking about Visco last week, and t- Tony has written in to ask, what are my favorite Visco filters? So I thought, I, people ask me this quite a lot. So I will now share it here. And then for the future, I can say, listen to episode 256 of Upgrade in the Ask Upgrade section, and you will find out that I like the C and A filters mostly. Uh, They're chromatic and analog. That's what they stand for. Primarily, the filters I use are, get a pen and paper, A1, A2, A8, A10, C3, C6, C7, and C9. They're my favorites. They're the ones I use most, but I never just use what a filter gives me. I always go in and tweak the saturation. I tweak colors, sharpness, vignette, grain, all that kind of stuff. So I will always adjust from those. So there you go. That is what I use. Jim asks, is there a way to trick photos on Catalina into scanning for faces more aggressively? I've left it running in the background for almost two weeks, and it only seems to make progress very intermittently. Do you know, Jason? Nope. There really? is no way to do this. You just have to. I, I'd say I think the best thing you can do is um, go in and tag your um, tag your stuff aggressively, is to say, go into photos that have people in them and scroll up and find the faces and tap on them or you know if you're in on the mac you can uh the, they just show up when you go to a single view it puts little labels on all the faces and start naming people and saying this is this person you go into the photos uh or the uh the the people album in photos on again iOS or mac and uh go into individual people and it'll often ask you uh you know can you verify some more 
faces. You can actually scroll down and, and force some more manual verification of faces if there's more that are possible. The more you feed that engine, I think the better it does and the more stuff aggregates. But you do kind of just have to wait and you're kind of at the mercy of the um, of the of the software to run in the background and do it. Um, I will say on the Mac, you got to quit the app. You can't leave it open. You quit it and you let your Mac run. And if you if you don't usually let your Mac run overnight or you have it go to sleep, don't do that. Have it stay awake, and that's that's all you can really do. And then beyond that, it's kind of a a, a mystery what happens. Rajiv asks, what is the advantage or point of using profiles in tvOS 13? So this is where you can have it's multiple user support, right? So you can have multiple people on a TV. As far as I'm aware, as uh, apparently the tvOS guy, which is a connected joke, uh, you have access to your own purchase content and the TV app is personalized to your preferences. So it's not mixed in with anybody else's. So if you like a certain type of TV show, but somebody else in your house doesn't, they're not going to get that recommended and up next, nor are they going to even see it suggested as complete this show, right? So like if you've got a, if you're watching TV shows in an app that supports the TV app and it's in your up next, it will maybe then suggest, oh, hey, maybe you want to watch this, maybe you want to watch that. Um, so it's not all going to get mixed up. You can have it separated. Uh, we just have the one thing here because me and Adina watch TV together. Yeah. Watching stuff on the TV, so... It, we don't need it split apart. But. I think apps can support the API, maybe? No one's doing it, though. But no one's doing it because yeah. no one wants to share that information. So this would be, for example, you if Netflix supported it, you wouldn't need to choose, hey, who's watching it Netflix? It would know, but it doesn't seem like there is any app using that or any of the major apps that need to be using it right now. Last question from uh, Bart today. When you use Lunar Display of a Mac Mini in headless mode, so this is no monitor, just using Lunar Display as I do with my iPad, can you use any of the Mac gestures like Mission Control? Can you use Command Tab in some fashion, or does that just control the iPad app switching? So, yes, if you open Lunar Display and press Command Tab, you will cycle to the next app on your iOS device. So what I did was map, because you can change keyboard shortcuts on the, on the Mac, I remapped them all. So... It, when I'm using Lunar Display yeah, on my Mac Mini, I have con- changed them all to Control. So Control Tab does the Max uh, switching. Control Space does Spotlight searching. So because you can just remap them, so I just remap them all to Control. So that's how that works because that does nothing on iOS. So top tip for you there. Good tip. I love it. All right, if you would like to send in a question for a future episode, just send out a tweet with the hashtag AskUpgrade. Or if you want to hear us not talk about weather, uh, as we did today, a tweet with the hashtag SnellTalk, and uh, we'll, we'll bring that in. But there was that was a much-needed and interesting uh, weather update today from Jason. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to our sponsors this week, the fine folk at Linode, Kensington, and Text Expander. If you want to find Jason, he's online at, at jsnell and at sixcolors.com. Now, you mentioned about the uh, uh, the Apple earnings, and you said you would you would say that you, you're going to be changing your coverage. So what can people expect on Six Colors this uh, week for Apple uh, earnings? Uh, uh, it's a mystery to me, too. Yeah. Um, I'll do some charts. I, I will probably the charts not do will a full- exist. I, I will do some charts. They may not happen immediately, and I will probably not do a transcript of This Is Tim um, because I won't have the wherewithal to do that. And Dan Morin will do some coverage on on uh, Twitter at Six Colors Event, which is our live tweeting um, event account. Uh, so, yeah, you can 
you can follow along there if you want to. And you know, we'll, but we will be talking about that. Uh, if anything else happens this week, maybe there'll be some Mac news. Who knows? We'll talk about that next week, along with our first impressions of the uh, Apple TV Plus shows. Big episode on deck yeah. for next week. I'm very yeah, excited I hope I have, already. Hope I have power for it. Let's the hope internet. so, shall we? Uh, mm. If you ever wonder, hey, there's no upgrade today. Do you know how you can find out when there's going to be an upgrade? <laughs> you can follow. Is it tweet at- directly at us with hashtag ask upgrade and say, why was there, is there no episode of upgrade this week? By the way, there's never not been an episode of upgrade in a week. Yes. That's we've never we happened. We don't take weeks off. That's And also, here's the other thing. Jason doesn't take the time off. Sometimes yeah. I'm not here. Right, so like you know, I, I the wonderful friend of the show Dan Moran sent me a message in Slack today and said, "Hey, if you know if you and Jason are struggling, I'm I was waiting to let you know, like I'm more than happy to fill in." And I said to Dan, "Thanks, I'll let you know if I need it." What I didn't say to Dan was, Jason would not allow that <laughs> because Jason doesn't miss upgrade. This it would is take like a, it would take uh, it would take a, a a very serious. I mean, this is almost that case, but it's like the idea here is that I'm on every episode. That's the that's the plan that's but like we here. would find a way right so like it could even oh, yeah. be because we would stuff i like would this call before. in on the phone and record exactly. and send you the file from there Whole Foods would, if there, i had to yeah. there would be a way because yeah i love it you never miss the show yeah. right like but that, I think if you if you're curious about why it isn't showing up at the usual time instead of tweeting at us and hashtag ask upgrade um follow the upgrade uh, twitter account because that's where we tell you if we're going to be late uh, it tells you when we're recording live, all of that stuff, and that is at underscore upgrade FM, mm-hmm. and that's a great place to go. And if you don't use Twitter, you know what? Twitter.com slash underscore upgrade FM will show you what we're tweeting, and that account essentially only does it's live. Um, you know, we're live on Twitter, uh, the episode's been posted, and any schedule announcements. That's why it's there. And if there's much, we'll post it. Too. And if sure, that's true. Or if we ever did a, tr- a Twitter poll, I guess that would be it. But we don't. Mm-hmm. So a couple of tweets a week. So it's a low volume Twitter account to follow. Uh, but you will also get scheduling updates, and uh, that can be very useful. Plus, every now and then we change the uh, avatar when it's in in a, in a new season, right? So we've yes. draft season. There's a new avatar. If it's summer of fun, holidays, summer of you fun. know, summer of fun. It's so gone. That's, that's a good place. That's a good it's place fun to now. follow. There's no fun now. Well, it's like the fall, the fall of fire. I don't know. Of darkness. Fall of darkness. There you go. I, we know we did say it would be like the winter of discontent. Like that was where yeah. we were going. Um, but, uh, you know, there it goes. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Jason Snell. I'll leave the light on for you. Uh, or I would, but I can't because I don't have any light.